Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's time for more. Page 7 of Wizard and the Bruiser present Release the Butthole Cut Tour. Coming to you in September and October. Where are we heading in September, Jackie? We're going on September 12th. We're going to Nashville. We're going on September 13th to Atlanta, Georgia. And then I'm going back to my hometown September 14th of Tampa, Florida. In October, October 3rd, we're going to be in Detroit, Michigan. October 4th, we're going to be in Columbus. And October 5th, we're going to be in Pittsburgh. Page 7 and Wizard of the Bruiser present Release Release the Butthole Cut Tour. You can find tickets at lastpodcastnetwork.com, baby. Where did you go? Where did you come from? Oh, oh my God. God. You're opening I'm with that. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Yeah. This is how we do it. Oh, yeah. Something, 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 something. This, this is how we do it. Been spending most our lives living in a kid's paradise. Oh, the summer of that music video. That sweaty man. most our lives living God, that guy was so sweaty, Let me see that tootsie roll. Yeah, Tootsie Roll. <laughs> yeah, Tootsie, Tootsie, Tootsie Roll. Roll. Don't know any of the other oh words besides that. Oh, I are you kidding me? Cotton candy, sweet and low. Let me see a Tootsie Roll. <laughs> I that I think I just remember thinking those lyrics were genius, and I would be correct. Welcome to 1995, everybody. Yes, we are doing our page seven rewind. All the way back to 1995. Some call it the good old days. Some say, no, thank you. Would rather <laughs> not think about it. Wow. <laughs> Some do say that about 1995. Some we got it. But you know that. who won't say no, thank you? Marcus Parks, man, because uh, Fantasy by Mariah Carey, also 1995. And if oh, there's one thing that I remember about Marcus, he loves Fantasy by Mariah Fantasy Carey. Baby. It's a great, it's, 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 come on, it's undeniable. Like, say what you want. You can say, oh, Mariah Carey's just a fucking nightmare. She's an awful, just a shit show. Everything about her sucks, and everything about <laughs> whoa, her fucks. Whoa. But that song is really good. <laughs> I, think, really I think Marcus likes yeah. it because his, uh, I think his boner I'm kidding. likes I love it you, more Mariah. than anything. More, you know. I love Yeah, I, love I think Mariah Holden's Carey. boner. Doesn't your boner go flap, flap for that? Uh, that No, it was... Um, it was around that. It was a little after that time when she went real uh, hey hey with the tay tays. You know what I mean? She was that showing them toss. Any sense? That's when your that's when your boner woke up for Mariah Carey. You like a you Mariah like a crazy Carey. Mariah. 
Yeah, there was, uh, I really like, yeah, Rainbow Era. There are so many... So many more Horny songs that Mariah. we need to sing, you guys. We got oh, Buddy yeah. Holly. We got we got Run Around by Blues Traveler. Buddy <gasps> Holly. When I come around, my oh, sexual whoa. awakening. Wow. Oh my. Wait. Now, all right. Let's talk about how is that your sexual awakening? <laughs> you know, he's a sad boy walking around. That's the <laughs> music video. <laughs> That's your type. That's wait, wait. Sad is this boy walking around. It's Wait, is this all? It is. It's also, oh God. That, okay, Gangsters. This was like the summer of songs from movies coming out that we just were on repeat because also Kiss from a Rose. This was this year of Batman Forever. And I just remember Kiss from a Rose, especially on VH1, but you were kind of going back and forth between MTV and VH1. And it was on constantly. And the weirdest thing about it is like, that's such a weird song to constantly cut to like, Shots of Jim Carrey as the Riddler. You know yeah, what I mean? Weird yeah, music it was a video. It was just so weird, and you always had that. And then Gangster's Paradise was another one where, man, you just couldn't get away from Slap that song. More Michelle Pfeiffer. I wanted more Michelle Pfeiffer in the music video. I'm a creep. Yeah, yeah. that yeah, album. Yeah. Don't go chasing waterfalls. waterfalls and the Boys to Men album. Oh yeah. my God! I, I mean, th- there are so many good songs this year. You ought to know Alanis Morissette. A lot yeah. of Moody and the Blowfish. We could uh, we could talk about them or not. Why you wanna give me the run around? Oh, yeah. What about so Mr. Boombastic, Evelyn Fantastic? Uh, that song, which I didn't realize, I didn't know that Shaggy was around in 1995. I could have sworn that was a 2000s. When was right. it wasn't me? That was definitely not ninety five. But I feel like I I feel like Shaggy emerged into my consciousness. That was two thousand. I think that, that was, was the album. That Hot Shot album is the one that we mm-hmm. were the most familiar with. But I mean, Mr. Boombastic. <laughs> and I think when I come around, I mean, when I if that's on here. So Dookie was released in nineteen ninety four. Which means 1995, I mean, I'm firmly, I believe, in middle school at this point. I have to do a crunch the numbers on that. But uh, some of the worst years of my life. And also, like, I remember this was, is, but this was also like, this is also like, I got a, you know, CD player, I think, around this time for the first time. Yes. I was a Green Day, you know, because you kind of pick one yeah. when you're first getting into music. Green Day was my absolute number one. Yes, exactly. Just Woodstock 94 had happened just last year. So I mean, probably was getting the CD, the double, triple CD for that in 95, probably. And so it was it was definitely like a pivotal, pivotal time for me when it came to just like going full, leaning full into music to try to escape how miserable I was at school. It was a great era for buying... CDs and listening to only that CD for yeah, maybe thir- that whole year, you know. T- guys, oh, I'm yeah. 13. You guys, 13. I'm fucking 13. Yeah. Oh. So I don't know if I got. I don't know if no I got bra, the CD no player. <laughs> I may have gotten it Christmas of this year. I'm not sure. I remember I, Nirvana Unplugged was my first CD. I remember that, and I li- literally listened to it like as like it was my first CD, I listened to it over and fucking over again. Uh, Unplugged happened in 1993 at the end of that oh, year. Oh, you were, you're going to have um, a very different experience. We all have a little bit of a different experience of all of our rewinds yeah, because of our age difference. Younger. Yeah, but you were in middle school. You were fully aware of how much everything fucking sucked. I was... Firmly. <laughs> I yeah. was nine. 
Um, and so I didn't yet really know why everything sucked, but I had a 13 year old brother. So I knew that he thought everything sucked, you know, and I was like, yeah, maybe everything does suck. But I was nine. I was kind of cosplaying the angry boy that I really was on the inside, you know. Also, that said, I was a I was a right. pretty sad nine year old. So I think that uh, when I come around really spoke to me and my inner sad boy because I was very lonely at this time, did not have a lot of friends, um, was really struggling socially. And it was a great time to be angsty because there was a lot of great angsty music. Jackie, you would have been what, seven and a half? I was, yeah, about, I was eight, (laughs) Eight. I was eight, and um, I remember, this was around the time that I was, like, a ballist, let's call it, I would Uh say the only time in my life that, like, this was the time when I was, like, really big into basketball, I was really, that was when I started playing softball, that's when, like, I played soccer for a while, like, I was really into, and I was just like, this is my <laughs> really now. Jock and, Jackie. Um, that happened. The Jock Jackie happened at eight years old and it ended <laughs> at eight years old. Because I remember that for this is maybe this is too much of a confession. Now I feel like I'm in therapy. I remember that I went to go get like they were doing like your pictures. And I remember I had to hold a bat and I was holding the bat. And then they put your pictures on a trading card. And I remember that at the age of eight was the first time I learned that I should lie about my no. weight. Because oh, on no. the trading card, it said like, no, wait, like it was like all like. And so I and I remember when. I was like, they don't really need to know. So we wrote a fake number and I was like, oh, so that's how it works. Oh, I should be ashamed of how bad I am. And then I stopped playing ball, which you know what happens when you stop playing ball? You get fatter. (laughs) I can't believe they made you put your, what could go wrong? Just line up a bunch of eight-year-olds and make them put their weight on a piece of paper that they'll trade with their friends. Who could get hurt? Yes. I mean, I don't think yes. most things are better now. I thought that for a while, but I'm not sure if that's true anymore. But I like to think that we no longer uh, make kids just talk about their weight in front of others all the time. Although maybe they do. I don't know if they still mm. do the presidential physical fitness test. The presidential physical fitness oh, test. Does my that God. still happen in school? Why did know. they do that Let me that look this up. Us? That is, I think, I feel like that child has to be torture. Do- I feel like that has to be done at this or, or like, why was every PE teacher seemingly completely unaware of the effects of asthma on children <laughs> or adults? Like, what is that? Why was that every Walk year? Every single year was like people who were literally clearly struggling to like stay alive after a mile run. They were just like, yeah, they were just like, what's wrong with you? What, you can't do it? I can do it. I can do it. (laughs) Lexi, uh, Lexi, who's horribly asthmatic, always talked about how fucking horrific the experience was in PE class. There was just like no knowledge of, like literally no adult in her life believed that asthma was real. It was like, you know what I mean? In many ways, the past was was much worse. We have now, I think, I think we have a little arc where things were getting better and now I'm like, I don't know, man. I think we're a society in decline. But the the uh, sh- shout out to maintenance phase who did a bit, a whole episode on a pod- that's the like a health and wellness um like uh kind of 
skeptical of health and wellness trends podcast called Maintenance Phase. They did a whole episode on the physical, uh, presidential physical fitness test. And it looks like it basically kind of segued under the Obamas into like a slightly less shameful program. It's now called the presidential. Yeah. Oh, so you're not weighed in front of everybody anymore? I don't know. In in 2012, the, the President's Council launched the presidential youth fitness program. So it was it was kind of shifted to like a more comprehensive thing with like health it, you know Michelle Obama did her whole improve the food in the schools thing so I think that it, oh her arms I think it, I know good arms it might it might be um better but it uh, you know I honestly I still think it's pretty bad out there I think that I think that it's I think kids still get a ton of weight shame constantly and i think that the way we talk about food and oh, yeah. kids is still really messed up you know and it is it is yeah. that's a little but that i remember because my brother also did a lot of organized sports and i remember the little baseball cards but my brother's a skinny kid i never thought at the time what social impact must this have on kids oh nightmare. my god mm. absolute nightmare but you know what i hid behind <laughs> That awful song. Me and the scat. Scatman came out in 1995. Why don't either one of you care about Scatman? There's so many other songs I want to be singing right now. I want to shame. I want to shame you for that. Yeah, I want to. I want to weigh you in front of everybody right now for that. That's awful. That's awful. Get on the scale, Jackie. Get on the scale. I was definitely. Look, this was definitely like some of the darkest times of my life. Like, I can't believe I still look back on middle school and be like, yeah, that really was like the worst. But it really was because I just was just so unhappy all the time. I definitely was probably like just finding theater as an escape. I think starting in sixth grade, like sixth grade was a big eye opener year. Like, oh, things are different. Things are bad. I think I'm in seventh grade this year, seventh into eighth grade. I believe it's not till next year because seven, the movie seven comes out in at the in September of 1995. I was just looking this up. What's in the box? Yes. <laughs> I saw it on we rented it from Blockbuster, I believe, at the beginning of summer in 1996. And I watched that movie and it triggers something deep inside me. I don't, I don't know what why it did this, but like I couldn't sleep. You identified it, with Slav. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I just I was so deeply sorry, disturbed. That was me. <laughs> I uh I was so deeply disturbed by that movie. I hadn't really watched something that like got me like like ever like that. Yeah. And it kind of understood like the power of uh of film and and just seeing and also the power of just seeing something not like you know, maybe you're not ready for. Even now on the internet, I avoid so much shit. I mean, I haven't seen so much of the stuff that people talk about as being so horrifically disturbing that they just caught randomly on like something rotten or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, but that that comes out in 96 and I had this kind of weird summer where like I couldn't sleep and then I realized I was like depressed and I realized you can't just like sit around and just like watch TV and movies all summer. Like you're going to like have a bad time if you just stay inside and do that for hours on end. This is the summer like before that though, that I'm just doing that. Like you're at the age now you can feed yourself. You, you, but you don't have like 
I didn't have a bike, so you don't really have the ability to like get around even in that way. But I could feed myself, take care of myself, and entertain myself, and like yada yada yada. So I think my parent, I think that's kind of an age where a lot of parents, because you're also pushing more for independence, where a lot of parents maybe check out a little too much. And I feel like that's kind of what happened for me. Like it was just like when you needed a I little would, bit more because adults are also terrified of preteens like, and teenagers, right? Like they don't know how yes, to relate to them, and so they're like, "Oh, he needs space." But yes. like, what you really needed was like some emotional connection. BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California, and Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Or at least someone being like, I'm signing you up for this fucking thing. Where I need, I, I think it was like I needed something, um... You know, someone just like maybe still <laughs> signing me up for shit, even though I maybe didn't want to or like figuring out like he's really into music and he's really into theater. Maybe we could like find some program or something for him as opposed to just being like, he seems fine. I'm just sitting on the couch, like eating Ritz crackers out of the package and like just <laughs> fucking watching prices. Right. He seems fine. Also, though, I think I'm the youngest of two. It's like for them, I think it's also like we did it. Joe. Fucking yeah, finally, dude, I can. Yeah, we we're, yeah. we're good. Let, let him watch the babysitter like, alone in the basement, which is what I was doing. Do you remember the Alicia Silverstone film, The Babysitter, <laughs> that also came out in 1995? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm very, so looking at it right now. Yeah. Very scary. Yes. A lot of very things scary. to be sad to um, in 1995. Yeah, so. This yeah. is the deepest throes of my like TV junkie days you know and i just and and just remember like trying to really grapple with like okay life kind of sucks right now like where do we find relief from that um you know i'm starting to like play a little like i think i'm just starting to like play some music with people and in, in a in a band i think veranus is happening at this point my Did you first get a PlayStation band station this year because that's the year playstations came out no i uh final fantasy 7 uh it was closer to the release of that that was 97 so no i'm still a sega genesis kid at this point as well um and and so therefore yeah video games maybe not as hot at the moment for sure but definitely like a blockbuster kid a give me some yeah i want some candy and some coca-colas and a few and this might have been the summer where my mom i just even if this wasn't the summer this was so amazing my mom's coworker just cl- clearly had like a giant library of vhs tapes and she kept them all in a catalog and she had her own like rental service she ran And so I filled out this giant, like, I checked off this giant list of different movies I wanted. And then using that, she would throw in movies 
that based on my ch- checkoffs to like add in. And that was the summer I saw like do the right thing for the first time. And just all these fucking movies. Like, cause literally my mom every week would show up with a giant like gro- pa- grocery bag filled with VHS tapes. And I would just devour it. Like this is when I'm just starting to become yeah, like, that's a huge cool. that's cinephile. That's like a pretty good, pretty um, good hobby for a middle schooler to have. Also very yeah. weird. So weird to yeah. think was, of. But, I'm horizontal a lot. I'm horizontal a lot. I'm not. And really, honestly, like after my depression summer, like by the end of it, it was like, you have to make an effort to spend more time with like friends and stuff. But also you've got to go. Like I started running. That was like the, that's that end of that summer. I started exercise. It was like, if you're going to sit on your ass all day and like eat snacks and watch TV, you have to go out and fucking. You have to wear your body. body. You have to wear your body out. Like, yeah, oh, you got to do. Oh no, not the baseball team. But but to be fair, I was the one being, you know, getting signed up for basketball and hating every second of it and you know what I mean and yada yada yada. I just I wonder that I could have been in, in put into like a theater program or something for like kids middle my schoolers age. Middle schoolers need a lot because of also, support and they are the most baffling age. Like I taught yeah. middle school for 5 years, they are the most baffling yeah. age for adults to relate to because their thing is like they act like I don't want anything to do with you. And so a lot of adults are like, okay, I'll right. give you some space. But like they de- they're yeah. still very much children on the inside. They, they desperately, desperately, need desperately, yes, desperately, and they're very much children. It's, just, it's a very, very difficult time. And that's that's how I ended up seeing <laughs> how, seven before I should have, you know, because because I thought I was just this adult already that could handle whatever, and I'd seen a ton of movies at that point, and you know, and then I watched that movie and was like, Oh, I'm still very much a kid, and that fucked with something deep inside of me that was like way too advanced for me and it just triggered this whole thing now where were you guys at uh i mean i guess you were you already explained jackie yeah but at the same time i feel like it's so interesting that like it starts so young because even as you talk about this at 13 i'm like yeah but i specifically remember when the Indian oh yes i remember that i remember that oh and talk about movies that put you in a weird weird mood mood. that came out around this time for our age group that yes. just was like why was this like powder and shit yeah like, well, this movie yes. makes me feel weird, weird. So, so sad sad and like there's and i'm looking at all these movies that came out this year of just like man i was such a I, that's also what i'm realizing why was I, I was so desperately sad. sad at nine? I, I I was sadder. I don't think, and this yeah. is uh. like everyone knows middle schoolers are sad. It doesn't mean they don't need a lot of help. I think people know middle schoolers are sad, but they don't know what to do about it. And what I was experiencing right. this year, I'm a cliche. What, was I, what I was experiencing yeah. at this time was like I was very sad, and I don't think anybody understood that people who are like pre adolescent can be sad. Like I didn't think I don't think people understood that you right. could be like very depressed and did you have a source for that sadness were you like bored a lot i remember like boredom being a source of kind of sadness because it was like i just felt very on my own at around that age a lot of times and kind of like cert like for not me always it was stimulated. gender stuff like i uh like i I, yeah. I think i'm sure that when we did the year 1997 i talked about how in sixth grade i kind of like decided all right you want me to be a girl i'll be a girl and i like cut my hair with bangs and started wearing bell bottoms and like little dragon baby tees and stuff. But before that I dressed like a boy and I, I, you know, had short hair like a boy and all that. And that was not yet um, cool in 1995. And so, Mm. and you Mm. know, it was like, 
the 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 social the psychic social drama also of like being a kid at that age again nobody really thinks that it can be that serious because you're not in middle school yet but, you know i had one friend but she was doing the thing where she was like i'm your friend today but not tomorrow you know and like girls just being really awful to me on the playground and stuff and so i just felt so lonely so so lonely and i had a great family loving family so i mean thank god you know i had a brother who was like always down to like let me hang with him and stuff but like and parents who never tried to change me or anything but even with a very supportive family i just was so lonely and i think that um this is something that me and my husband talk about a lot about a lot we were both really sad kids not our whole childhood but like we had times and i think people just didn't think that kids could have that depth of feeling at that time you know and so there was like no yeah. real like there was no real like like monitoring of like is this ex- at school nobody was like you seem what what gra- really what grade sad. Are or maybe you? they what were grade is nine. maybe they did is- yeah fourth okay fourth yeah grade. i remember fourth yeah fourth was because okay most kids at that me, age are kind of like was, i remember that was yeah fourth grade was the year fourth grade was the year uh I was like, I think I need glasses. My, my parents were just like, oh, come on. You're just trying to like, you know, that was the age where they still didn't quite believe you on something like that. So like, he's just wants glasses like we have glasses or whatever it is. You know, I'm like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> I, I can't sit in see. the front of the room to try to at all see the whiteboard or whatever. And like, I still can't see it. I just remember the only thing about fourth grade was That's I, also got when I got glasses and it was, it was a game grade. changer. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. That makes sense because you like realize like oh like this probably isn't right. Um, but I I I, uh, I don't know. I, I I remember coasting okay. I think until fifth grade was when I changed schools. So there was a lot of drama there. Mm. It's just but, a hard and so and Jackie, you were you were already sad by and eight. you're all what age are you, Jackie? Are you? I'm like third, eight. third grade and okay. um I. Third, third grade, fourth grade. I don't remember third grade at honestly, all. Honestly, even you bringing up the short hair thing, I always had short hair. I always had like mm. shaved to the head short hair, like starting from when I was pretty young. And where that's that, how I liked it. And where did that, okay. You just was like, I, you just didn't like your hair? I didn't like my, I didn't want long hair. I didn't, I hated it. I hated had the brushing process. And my mom was like, well, if you're not going to brush your hair, then you're not going to have any hair. And I was like, okay. That's what, that's what I say every morning. I'm like, you want long hair? You gotta let me brush your hair. That's exactly, <laughs> but honestly, that's what ended up happening. My mom couldn't take it because these, because like, Ch- uh, CPS was called on her twice because of how I would scream when my really? hair was brushed. I would just like scream bloody oh my murder God. for just like an hour. Like I wouldn't let oh her. My God. It was horrible. So that's why I've got, so I had short hair. But wow. I also think that that fucked with my psyche a lot because like, of course, you're consistently yeah. bullied. And it's just yeah. like- and then also like around this time when you're talking about John, I was like, oh, my God, it's also around the time when Henry started pulling away from me oh, because yeah. he was going into middle school. Yeah. And so that was like the opposite of where I was like, I felt very lonely because like I didn't have him anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you're not grown up because you're right. You're not in middle school yet. Yep. So you're just like kind of nothing. Like, yeah. You're just like you can watch, you know, Jumanji and get sad, but not quite know why you're sad. It's like, oh, because Daddy's stuck in the board game for my for generations. <laughs> if you and the, like, third through fifth grade is Sorry, my favorite. Daddy, third through fifth grade is my favorite age to teach. I love eight to ten year olds. There was a, did you guys see the TikTok of the like eleven year old girl? I can't remember that it wasn't Steely Dan, but it was like she got to the Dan. 
<laughs> was it the Dan? The Dan. Oh, I've got to look it up. People are screaming at their. Oh, their, oh, I know. You know what I'm talking about, about right? Yeah, She's yeah, like an 11 yeah. year old girl who, like, it was like an extremely unlikely fandom. Um, right. And she was just it's an old man. It's a yacht rock. Yes, yeah, so it was guy. like a yacht it's like rock. The, it's, it wasn't even the band. It was like just, just the, one, one of the guys. And she got. Wait, to, was it Michael McDonald? Yes. Thank you. Yes. 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 I just yes. Thank you. And this like 11 year old girl gets to go see Michael McDonald, and the TikTok is so <laughs> sweet. She she and I I was like crying watching it because I was remembering this age yeah, from the from the Doobie Brothers from, from the, the Doobie, Doobie Brothers. Brothers to be ten and eleven and like it's such an amazing age because you really are, you understand like so much and you have still have the imagination of a child and it's like such an amazing age but yes. so I feel like if you got like an eight nine or ten year old who has a little squad or who has an identity an activity that really means something to them. You are rocking. I love that age. But if you don't, it's like so much identity formation is happening during that time. And if you don't like have a squad or you don't have something that really like this little girl who loves fucking Michael uh, McDonald, yeah, like it was so, so moving to see everybody just be like, we're so, but she's like the youngest person there by like, you know, yeah. 40 years. And so thrilled. <laughs> Cannot believe this guy is in her presence. Yes. Yeah, she's it's just amazing. like loving it. But yeah, it is. It's just such a weird. It's. I think that there's so much going on in the heads of kids that age, and again, there just wasn't really much realization about that when we were at this age. And so there, and yeah, and and so like for us, it was a lot of consuming things that were meant for older people, like Clueless, right? Like yes, the babysitter, that we loved. and like, like something to talk about. But, but also, you know, what also came out in 1995? I apologize to interrupt you, but I think this goes completely hand in hand with what you were just saying. Please. Welcome to the Dollhouse. I was going to say Welcome to the Dollhouse, too. Oh. Another Dude. movie that I would just watch yes. on TV and be like, this is making me feel so many weird feelings and it's kind of scary yes. and it's kind of exciting. And like, yes. I had never seen anything like it. I didn't even know if I was really allowed to be watching it. So I like didn't really yes. ask my parents about it because it was like a lot of grown up stuff. But she was a kid. Welcome to the Dollhouse fits in perfectly with this and totally captures that same thing of being like, like a really alienated kid having no idea how to understand the world around you. You know, it's hard about talking about the movies that came out this year outside of like the, maybe just the ones that were geared towards, uh, you know, children for where we were at is like, I think I'm seeing a lot of these movies next year when they hit Blockbuster, right? Yeah. You're not like seeing these movies in the movie in the theater, theater, right? Because I'm, I, you know, Batman Forever, I totally remember seeing in the movie theater. I was also the first instance of like weird nerdy fandom. I went with like my nerd friend Ward. And afterwards, he let me know that he had read the entire script before, like, and he got it off of, I guess, the internet or whatever. Oh my before. god! And I was like, "You read the script?" <laughs> and I thought that was like insane that he did that. I was like, "Are you crazy? Like, so you just knew everything that was going to happen?" He was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "What? Who does that?" Why would Which you now do that? is like. Now that's like kind of normal, I feel like, to know everything Not about the movie then. going in for like super nerds or whatever. Um, but yeah, like in terms of uh, what was the other one? I mean, because also like Desperado, man, I'm having flashbacks now of like just saying the word Desperado. First of all, Selma Hayek, I mean, in that movie, <laughs> sexual awakening for this if guy. If you've seen the live almost, show, I'm you know how Holden feels about Selma Hayek. Yeah, I'm having a, I'm, a, you know, I'm having kind of a sexual awakening. This is that era for me, right? And, um, but also Desperado equals, and I think this was more the year after, but still, I was starting it up around this time. Seventh, eighth grade is when I was like,
like first starting to smoke cigarettes. Mm. And I oh, think wow. one of the That's things, That's one so of young. the things that like, yeah, cigars, cigarettes, we oh do like God. sweet cigars. and black. And, well, so we do young. like black and mild. So we do like black and milds and stuff oh, like that. So yeah. So like catch some cigarillos. Oh yeah. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I feel like I was so annoyed. I like hated school. I hated the hierarchy of popularity. I think I just wanted to rebel so bad. Totally. My parents, my parents felt like a total drag. Like they were such, they were so uncool. Like we all feel our parents are at that time. I just wanted to fucking, I just wanted to like do something. I just, I was just so bored and like annoyed at like uh, immediately giving up at like, I'm not status quo. I'm never going to be the popular kid. I'm never even going to feel like understood by, by a lot of the school, you know what I mean? But like, so like, I feel like turning to smoking and stuff, A, wanted to be more like my older brother, desperately trying to like reconnect with him. Is talk about he's, so he had by this point fully moved away from me. That you know, Jackie, like, hard. yeah, you know, like you were talking about that. It already ha- was well established at this point. When my brother and moved fact, out, I was in high school and uh, that was so hard to have your brother move out when you're in middle school would be very, very hard. All right. Yeah. So add this in the equation. Avery, I love you. You're like, he's the sweetest brother ever. And I know he feels like a dick. I brought this up to him actually when I was home last and he was like, I think I blocked that completely out. Ooh, what he did was, you confront him with? No, he was just a high school kid that was a high school kid. Right. He was a teenager in every sense of the word. Yeah. And so when he got a car and we were going to the same school because middle and high school were in the same school. Uh, I mean, that school went from K through 12. Mm-hmm. But I started going there at fifth grade. And and then my brother gets a car and now he's taken. Now he has to take me to and from school. And that was like really uncool for him to do. So I would literally he would like drop me off like way far away from the school like i'd have to like walk <laughs> from like the bottom parking lot like all you know even and though yet he was you park- know any of the girls in school would been like oh you drive your brother to school. i like, know that's the thing like, care. i don't it's cute i don't want to like rosy thing it now like and assume that that's all better but i would actually love to hear from like suburban parents about if that because I when I if that's still a if thing, that's still a thing if like, like if like the younger siblings are like a drag in that way or whatever or like that make that's you like bring that's you down shifted a little bit but again I, my, yeah. my experience with kids is limited to teaching in New York City which I do think is like life in New York City is just different kids aren't driving cars they're taking the trains together but it was so normal for middle and high school kids to have to pick up their little siblings and like 
so frequently they just didn't seem to be dicks about it. And again, like Jackie said, mm-hmm. there's a like there was like some cultural capital the one with it, like oh that's so sweet yeah. of you, you know. So it's like that's such a better way of saying it. Right. Thank you, cultural <laughs> capital. I can't even social say capital. It. I, I guess slowly. like yeah. it was, but it was like yeah, like it, I I, the, I mean obviously middle schoolers and high schoolers are still uh, a very they're at a very difficult age where they are developmentally incapable of thinking about other people besides themselves. But I wonder if like I. I think a lot about sibling stuff and age difference and birth order. People always ask me, like, why do you think you and your brother are so close? Because uh, we have a bigger age difference than most siblings who end up being very close or people think that, you know, like, and, and I, yeah, I guess I'm just hearing you say that it feels so, like, that actually feels like a product of the 90s. I feel like now I wonder if it's still a thing that high schoolers would be so well, mortified yeah, to be, to have a brother, you know, like, it's just a I thing. I always <laughs> lament, well, there's two things going on, and I will add a third thing, actually. A, I will, I will always lament that I came up in the time of grunge when it was just so fucking ruthless. Yeah how bad you had to pretend that everything sucks and I don't care and, you know, fuck everything and, oh, don't, God forbid you be passionate about... Especially for boys. Theater or... Especially you for know, boys, right? Like, boys yeah, were in a, oh, yeah. boys were in a glass so, cage of no I mean, emotion. Yeah. Just watch, like, footage from MTV during this time or, like, watch footage from, like, you know, um, Woodstock 94 even or stuff. Like, just the way people act and talked, it was just so... You were so lame if you cared about That's something or, like, yeah. were passionate or, or you know, it was just you had to squash that out at all times. And it just made everything very dull and, like, very moody and bland and upset. And, and then, uh, B, I would say... Um, uh, the other thing was, oh, I forget B, but C, I will say that what I was reconnecting with my brother on music and we were actually like, this was also a cool time though, because like he was really supportive of like my super fandom of Green Day. Like, I mean, he was the first person to get Dookie on CD. We were starting to like, you know, talk music and borrow CDs and stuff like that and get really into that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like... There was a connection there for sure. Um, but it was just very, it was just very, very challenging, I think, to to live in that environment, you know, where where especially with boys, yeah, where it was just so everything was lame and everything was, you know, uh, just dumb and lame. And <laughs> yeah, that was. And like, I'm sure teenagers still are embarrassed to have brothers and still embarrassed to like get dropped off by their mom. But there did seem to be something specifically about the '90s that was right. just like, if you don't, if you don't performatively hate everything around you, then you are you're lame, and so you have to hate it. You know. And, and- and that was the other thing, by the way, though, I will say, like, with my brother. So we're connecting on certain things, but it's also like, I don't know. Don't you, if your younger brother's in middle school and you're in high, I get it if you're both in high school or you're both in middle school. I think it's different because, A, your ages are closer anyways. We were four years apart. That's just enough time around that time to feel like a decade. Right. Well, especially and- because you don't share Freshman and senior year. Exactly. I feel like yeah. the that's, three year yeah. difference. That's Jackie and the, I talk like, about this the a glue. lot. Yeah. That's yeah. the glue. Because we were in high school at the same time as our brothers, and we were in, oh, never middle school, but like we were in college at the same time, and like we were able to 
see each other as peers. That was a big transition, yeah. though, to go from being for little my sibling sake, to peer, you know? Yeah. For my brother's sake, I'm sure he would have rather my middle school be somewhere else and his high school, you know what I mean? Like, I think I'm sure that does, you know, not, not to defend him being kind of a dick, but, but he was as much of a dick as any teenager in high school is. Like, I mean, that is just the time where I, I think I was the most a dick <laughs> during like my high school years, right? Like, especially when I had a car, especially when I had some semblance of independence, yeah. you know, I mean, I just didn't want to be anywhere near my parents. I just, beli- I feel like all my parents say like, you were not that bad, but I, in my head, all I did was belittle them. And well, you just, did it all on the inside. You probably just weren't yeah, doing it on maybe the that's outside. Why, but I would also outside do, I, I remember, I've told this story before, but I remember like sitting with my parents at like a dinner party and my dad making another one of his corny jokes and me just going, Ha ha ha! Just like <laughs> staring at him, giving him a death stare. Like that's You're like such that a piece shit. Of such a piece it's of such shit. Such a shithead. And yet, such a shithead. And, I, and they rolled with it, and they just rolled with it too. And I'm just like, I can't believe you guys didn't fucking just murder me like at at times. You know what I mean? And like, yet, I am in such were, denial. He was drunk though. I think that's probably why he was just hammered. So I'm in hardcore you know. denial about the fact that our children will ever be at this age and will treat us like that because I'm just like, well, no, but the, the, it'll be different because I'm really cool. No, no, yeah, it won't be different. Mom. It won't be no, different. It might be. You know, it might be a little different though because again, it depends on what's. I feel like the culture. It just depends on a lot of about the the culture of what's going on you know what i mean like um which speaking of which like we can go back to movies and stuff but should we get into some of the bigger like news hits that happened i mean amazon sold its first book oh my lord that's crazy there was that's weird i didn't i was not expecting that fact yeah Yeah, that's crazy there's a lot of big cultural transitions when dvds DVDs. were invented dvds were invented toy story like the first real pixar movie right the first cg being like a thing did you guys go see toy story in the movie theater because i remember i I went to go see oh yes i remember i saw in the movie theater and i do believe i also like the second it was available for purchase and those big like god i miss those big the big puffy uh, disney puffy vhs cases that like the the sound of opening and closing it like it just felt so good yes uh yeah i loved that and i remember i definitely oh, went and got that immediately i was so blown away that this had happened yeah. that a computer and this is also the time of like man i'm like i'm i'm really getting into the concept of what computers can do because i mean we've got aim at this it's point the right first computer animated film I remember being never seeing anything like film. it you know but i wasn't sure if yeah. it was officially the first but i it's that seems like such a beginning you know, like I we we recently watched it with the kids and I was like, this is I was 10 when this movie came out. Like and it's still, you know, Toy Story is still like a very relevant franchise for kids now, you know. But so it's it, it yeah. was this it began something and the idea that there was had never been an animated movie like Toy Story before. And we're also just starting to get the internet. I mean, I'm literally, you know, I've told the story a lot, but we, I would start, I would click on a link to start the down, not even a download, which is popping up on the screen to get an image of Green Day to pop up on the screen, and then I would like turn the monitor off on the computer. This was in the computer lab at high school. Pray that no one use that computer for the rest of the day and then hopefully it would be there waiting for me to print out on the color printer like hours later 
um, that that was like where we were at. And AIM, by the way, it pops in '97, so we're not oh, quite okay. at we're like the internet, internet, but we're like just on the cusp. And I believe AOL is maybe still a thing that people are starting to get into, and uh, you know, so so we're like kind of just getting. Man, what a beautiful time before! Oh, all man, this of that is around shit. the time. Remember, in the old school computers with Ski Free, is that what it was I called? Like ski the ski yeah. game. Yes, when the Yeti. I played so much Ski Free. Yes. it was insane. Yep. And yeah, I remember playing a lot of Mist. I remember playing a lot of that, and just anything I could get like my, my hands on. Um, with that stuff for sure. Also, shout out to the movie Mortal Kombat. That's just for me, but like talking Mortal about like a Kombat. seminal summer experience. Like when that came on on the loudspeakers in the movie theater, every child my age felt like a god. We were like <laughs> freaking out. And I remember my brother like hyping that up for me too. That was the cool thing of my brother. Like we had a divide for sure in terms of like age difference, high school, middle school. But I do remember him being like very cool and supportive of like the, the shit I, I was getting really passionate about and stuff like that. I just remember there was like a lot of, and also just Mortal Kombat in general, like that was like arcade, uh, culture and stuff was really big at that time. And like secrets and like, Oh, there's this fatality and like a lot of word of mouth before the internet. It was very exciting. There was a lot of like, rumors and gossip and secrets around these cultural things happening like like uh mortal Kombat in the arcade and stuff like that which also is kind of the, like, the world felt a little more mysterious is what i'm trying to say <laughs> yeah well it was more mysterious because it was a lot harder to find shit out back then and also yeah. like i i wonder why i'm such a horny little rabbit and I look at all of the like romance movies that came out in 95 and how many of them I would watch over oh, hilarious. and over. And like A Walk in the Clouds, uh -huh. the Keanu yeah. Reeves movie. And there's just straight up schnuppin' in these movies, man. They didn't play back in the mid 90s. And I watched A Walk in the Clouds so many times between that sense and sensibility while you were sleeping. Very so creepy. Bridges of Madison County. Something which to talk I was about. Something to talk about. <laughs> Loved that movie. By Loved the, way, the song. I, I'm now looking at movies that came out in 94 because, uh, honestly, we were all watching these movies rented from Blockbuster in 95. Right. Uh, Interview with the Vampire came out in 94. Mm -hmm. Legend of the Fall came out in 94. Uh -huh. Shawshank Redemption, The Mask. But you came guys, out in you guys, how that was? How are we getting this far talking about movies and we haven't mentioned Showgirls? Oh yes. my Showgirls god! Was not, Showgirls not that I saw it, you know, not that I saw it, it, but it, it was, was a adult. cultural, a weird cultural moment because, like. Yeah. Everyone was both shitting on it and horny for it, like weirdly at the same time. Yep. And it was weird and jarring for us because I don't know about you guys, but I was definitely watching Saved by the Bell. So this yep. was the first time, like, someone from my childhood era of TV watching and movie watching was was becoming like it was like I was growing up watching her watching Shannon Elizabeth what was her Elizabeth name? Berkeley Berkeley yeah um watching her like make that leap was like whoa I'm not a kid anymore yeah and that was for sure like t totally and there was a lot of stuff that was that was coming out that I would later like catch that it was I remember I had a friend who saw Pulp Fiction in the movie theater when it came out and I was just like how like he had the cool parents you know oh. what I mean and I was like, what? You saw that? And even I knew I wasn't ready for that movie yet. You know what I mean? Um, in terms of kids' movies that came out, did you guys uh, watch um, A Kid in King Arthur's Court? 
Oh, or, yeah. yeah. I just wanted to lick on him. Yeah, I remember having a crush on yeah, him. Yeah, did you have a crush on <laughs> yeah, him? For oh, sure. yeah, I had a crush on him. For sure. And what was the... F- Pitch. What was the pitcher movie that he did as well? Yeah, there's all. There's, oh, oh yes. my God, Junior. Oh, that was nineteen ninety four. Let me go back to nineteen ninety five. I was like Junior. I but saw the movie like, theater with Ju my dad. Wong Fu, thanks for everything. Julie Newmar was this year, and that was another yeah. movie that I watched all the time. Really? Oh yeah, love. Yeah, what that were the movie? What oh, the and Powder movies? did come out in ninety five. Powder did come out in ninety five. By the way, yeah, I think I may have seen it. I might not have seen it in ninety five. I I've, I've weirdly specifically remember renting it and watching it at home because it just put me in such a fucking weird mood. Um, Talk about weird mood. Uh, another kids movie. Casper yeah. came out in 1995. Yeah. Talk about that was the weird. Lick on I don't someone. remember. Ca- oh my oh god! god. Good, but also for me, I also wanted to lick on Bill Pullman, but that's you know, that's, that's <laughs> a not a prolific thing. year. It's not a prolific year for kids movies, but it's a pretty good one. Shout outs to what we have already said. Toy Story, Babe was really strong that year. Jumanji I saw in the movie theater with my dad. Big shout outs to Jumanji. I remember loving that in the movie theater. Jumanji has to hold up, right? I haven't watched yeah. it in a really long time, but I'd like to rewatch it, but I feel and, like I'm going to be sad. And a goofy movie yep, too. Yes. Surprisingly like really good even I even for me where it was like, "Oh, I'm kind of too old for this, but this is a really good kids movie. Like this is actually genuinely great." For it sure. was a really big year for Alicia Silverstone. She just keeps. It was like Huge. Alicia Silverstone was in Clueless, and then I think she wanted to like not have that define her. So, in addition to the babysitter, the extremely sexy, um, uh, like dark, uh, you know, sex drama, she was also in a movie called True Crime, which I have never, oh, yeah. never heard of until now. But it's it's uh, it's well, weird that she had her moment and then just kind of like never continued to have a moment and you right? have like, you have to time. you have you've got to mention too they were probably more like 94 but they were still airing at this time i'm sure those fucking aerosmith music videos man that was like the caught co- like the, all of that living is on like, the edge and then, yeah living on the edge was gronky all of that <laughs> was it was like that this is like the such a peak era of mtv especially for me like that was just so like Were we, we in TRL territory at this time? Let me see. It was Total Request I, Live. And, and kids will never have this. Like every single day, we would all collectively wake up in the summer, turn on MTV, and it would literally be on all fucking day. You had just one channel. It was like what adults do with CNN now, sadly. It was like we had one channel. We rarely jumped off of it. Maybe Comedy Central. For sure. Every now and again, check in with VH1. Oh, are they still playing Kiss from a Rose? I, Nick, I would alternate between well, you guys, Nickelodeon. For you guys. Yeah, at this time, Nickelo- also, I, we haven't even talked about Nickelodeon in 1995, but that was the golden years. You know, we're talking, oh, yes. we're talking, Are You Afraid of the Dark? We're talking Rugrats. Uh-huh. We're talking all that. But but TRL didn't start until 98. So in 1995, it was still a little bit of like, you're, we're just in music video land, you know? Which it was just music videos, but also like the summer, you know, we just did a parody of it for our summer. Subathon, the summer, like out, out, just people grinding yeah, on each other outside, drinking. Yeah. 
just being maniacs. Like there was just so much just endless footage of that. Well, TRL, you know, for me, TRL like ruined MTV. Really? You know, because this was the time when MTV just showed music videos, a wide variety of them, uh-huh. and then just and then just put weird ass programming out. I mean, as liquid television, I I think I saw the Max. Yeah, what was like somewhere Sipple on the TV Ollie, list? Remember that? So, so there like, was the just weird, really weird stuff on MTV. A lot of weird shit, and that was so fun. It was so much more. Um, exciting and experimental when it came to... But yeah, there was was like... Yeah, that was a time where you were just like, I don't know what I'm going to see when I go to MTV, and especially at our age. It was like so mysterious and so... You know, or not... You know, it was like... It felt like something teenagers were doing. And yeah. so it felt very subversive to be a nine-year-old per- watching for me. MTV. But what are you oh, guys? Yeah. What you're watching? What maybe goose goosebumps? Definitely watching goosebumps. But also, this was like I just to go back to movies real quick. But I'm just thinking about um, Pocahontas, and that was I know <laughs> that obviously <laughs> doesn't hold up, and I know that there are many many issues with it. But that was the first time that I watched a movie that I was like. This music slaps. And I remember <laughs> yeah. getting the, I got the tape that had the Pocahontas. And the first time you were like, wow, soundtrack. Native Americans are people too. <laughs> no, that's not. No, amazing. I'm not. I'm Corey, just saying the music. We all know that you both love the music from Pocahontas and you frequently break into Colors of the Wind well, when we're on tour. And actually, it always surprises me. I'm always like, why I'm do actu- you both know the lyrics to this song? I loved the music I from I literally Pocahontas. only know the Blue Chord Moon lyrics because it's funny to me. Second Second of all, I, this was actually the time when I'm like fully moved past Disney right. animation. I'm too cool for that so stuff. So why MJ. do you, yeah, know, why the do you know the lyrics? I, I mean, it was just, again, I think it was just always, it was just it's everywhere. everywhere. I don't even think I've actually f- sat and watched Pocahontas, <laughs> to be honest with you. I just think the blue chord mood thing is just, it's just, I don't know why. I'll tell you what me. I was watching. <laughs> blue corn moon. Like, it's just like, I don't know, very seriously singing about a blue corn moon. I'll tell just, you what I was watching in 1995, me. though, Pinky and the Brain. It was a, oh, oh yeah. it was a golden yes. age yes. for cartoons. Anim- Animaniacs. Animaniacs. Yeah, all that's And we just did our Freakazoid episode, which was essentially the next step after Animaniacs. And we got um, the guy who does the voice of Freakazoid who wrote on Animaniacs and Freakazoid to talk about his experience with all of that stuff. And it was really fun. Oh, my uh, God. Just listen to what we were watching in 1995. Ren and Stimpy, Legends of the Hidden mm -hmm. Temple, Gus, Pete and Pete, Are You Afraid of the Dark, The Secret World of Alex Mack, Rocco's Modern Life, and Ah, Real Monsters. Yes. Yes. Golden that, age, of television. Golden age of television. I, I would say, watch all those I mean, shows right now. So I came in. I came in at the beginning of that. So I came in at Doug Rugrats. Uh, Rocco's was kind of like happening near as I was kind of going out. I was like enjoying Rocco's for a little bit. Uh, obviously, Ren and Stimpy. I was like. That was the era just past right, that era you. for me, yes, right? Yeah. Again, I'm like, God, it's so depressing. I'm becoming this awkward as fuck young adult and it just sucks and you're just like oh all fun has left the building now we have to be like upset all the time and like <laughs> and you could even enjoy all that which premiered in yep. 1995 all that was Launched just after my time shout out to Danny Tamborelli as well uh, with that. Amanda I, Bynes, um, Kenan Thompson I mean really oh, yeah. a lot of careers launched during that time. Lori Beth, Lori Beth. <laughs> so I want to go 
I wanted to I want to hit some big news stories. Obviously, the elephant in the room, but it is the big. I mean, it is the story of the year by far. Would be OJ Simpson's trial. Um, if I they just, don't fit, you must acquit. Is that what? Well, it was? that was the weird thing, right? I think we can all agree because, like, whatever you want to like, we're not going to get into like the how no. culturally it impacted yeah. things because no, we were too young. We're, that's that's we're not, not our show. No. So, 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 what I will say though is. I'll tell my story. I remember taking a quiz or a test in my, when one of those, like, it was like I was in one of those trailer classrooms, you know, how they always had those, like, that section of the school where they're all, like, in air conditioned trailers. The and portables, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, the portables. I was taking, like, a test in a portable, um, in a porta potty. Uh, I think it was, like, history. And that was why it was so hype because, like, the history teacher literally left us in the room alone to take the <laughs> test while everyone was watching the verdict happen in the, like, high school kid history class across the way. They, like, wheeled out the TV and everything to watch the verdict. You heard a huge scream from the other room. And then he runs and he's like, and we're all just like, what the fuck is happening? And then I just remember like the vibes were really weird in my house that day. But it was like, I was just about to be understanding these things in a more like, but I'm still, you know, I'm at a crossroads. I'm Britney Spears at this point, crossroads, right? I'm just not quite there. So the whole thing is just confusing to me. I have no real understanding and it must've been even weirder or more confusing for you guys. Like just completely. I just knew it was always always on. on. It was always on. Yes. I similarly, they, for us, they, I mean, this is weirder. Hold at least for you guys. They, it's good that they let the, history class watch it in high school because yeah this is like this cultural thing that everybody's watching or whatever hopefully it involves some like discussion of some of the dynamics going on around that trial which i doubt in the in 1985 because we were not having that yeah we were not having like a helpful conversation about like uh racism in 1995 no just everybody was everyone was upset and, and like I, it, yeah we didn't it, yeah that was that was what my takeaway was everyone didn't understand any of the history or context reasons. like leading up to this trial of course but for us we were a bunch of fourth graders in the whitest county in America at the in in Dubuque Iowa and they wheeled the TV in and they put all the fourth graders in one classroom and they made us watch the the verdict they did they explain did they wow. explain the trial no did they explain anything did they Weird. connect it to anything historical educational I, no. they, I think probably, the teachers just wanted to watch just it just an excuse yeah. they just wanted yeah. to watch it yeah. Yeah. just wanted to watch it yeah. they needed to watch it like it was this weird thing that like it was a must watch moment which well, you think about it, it's all like you have phones that you'd be able yeah. to find out right when, you know so i guess right. it, and it was like one of those things where it. yeah in, re- in retrospect i'm like i guess this makes sense because it was like a foundational moment but again there was no i mean the the nation was not like reckoning with why people were upset so of course the elementary school teachers in dubuque iowa were also not reckoning we're not there was just no context and i remember everyone was upset and i had no idea why and like truly what same i just remember being so confused by the whole thing i had no idea what what i just remember and just if it fits you must have quit you just knew all the taglines and i learned everything from saturday night live you know so i think i under you know there was like i i I had a sense of that like this was something that everybody was like everybody was talking about the trial was on all day every day everybody was kind of parodying it yeah um but yeah that's my memory of the of the oj verdict jackie did you guys watch it and and uh you were in new york city at the time huh yeah, yeah, we didn't watch it in school. We didn't, it, I just remember 
I just remember it literally always being on at, at all times, and we weren't allowed to shut it off. So in the one TV, it was just so I I like I feel like it like etched its way into my brain, but I'll never know. But like I had no idea what happened. Like it was that was in weird... my time period when I really loved my guinea pig. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. We're just it was too too young to. But understand. it was a weird time. <laughs> when, like there was so much shit around trials because like not long before this was the Menendez. Yeah, brothers. this so was we were the emergence like, of court TV, right? Like yeah, court TV and like everyone really getting hype on like turning real it into trials. entertainment. This was like and, yeah, this is the boys' territory. But mm-hmm. I think that the that the OJ trial and the Menendez brothers, right? Like you, like you said, Holden, like it was like there was this realization, like, oh, this is a large cash cow. We can turn. All we have to do is just turn on cameras in here and to present this, market it like it's entertainment, and and then court TV just totally took off. And I feel like OJ is kind of marks the beginning of this era of like true crime as entertainment, right? Now, how about how about this news story, Selena? Where what, how did that affect you? Guys? Oh man, it didn't because I didn't know about selena until the movie selena yeah. came out okay and then i got obsessed with because that's the thing like i didn't even realize that was now i thought it was even like in the late 80s or something when that happened i didn't even realize it was like wow in 95 i was a little more affected by so Co- we're in a post cobain suicide uh-huh. reality and i remember that really rocked the foundation of like being i mean that was the most important event for middle school I'm sure, us yeah. for sure that was just so, I mean, Nirvana w- r- literally redefined cool music at that time. So we all got on board with grunge and Nirvana. And then when he did that, it just sent a, I remember just sent such a shockwave through, you know, teen, young teens. Like That's a fascinating cultural moment too, yeah. because um, Courtney Love did this big, like there was a, there was a very careful and purposeful effort to cover that in a way mm-hmm. that didn't cause more yeah, suicide. Yes. And and she was so intentional about that. And there was like, it was such, scary. I mean, it became yeah. kind of cool. Like it could be seen as cool. And I think that it, even know? at the time, social scientists understood that. And, and, and um, like, again, I think, yeah, Courtney Love, who then of course became, you know, immediately demonized about everything around that was like, we have to there was like a there was a, a a vigil for him in which they explicitly said like do not do do not copy this like this is like and and so that was this i think that obviously also talk about conversations that the country wasn't having mental health right, was not a right. conversation that this country was having and so i think that everybody was like oh fuck this is this could really 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 be bad for teenagers um and but also like had no idea how to have that conversation. And I think that in the aftermath of Kurt Cobain, a lot of people really tried to, a lot of people close to him, like really tried to like be like, let's use this as an opportunity to talk about this. And mm. that was a huge change from never talking about anything like that, which was what it was like before, right? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it pretty wild, all that shit. And so we're in the aftermath of that. And then I remember also the other big death of 95, 
was uh, kind of came at an interesting time for me was Jerry Garcia dies of a heart attack at age 53. And that was like right when my brother was getting into jam bands. I'm it's about to get 53. really, I'm about to get into really into jam bands. Oh yeah. He, he, he so killed himself a different way. He, he completely, he would not stop touring. He wouldn't take care of himself. He was just a heavy, heavy drug user. He just, he killed himself the other way, just on the road at all times. Just not, 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 being careful with his health and so yeah i remember that was like this huge deal to me because it was like oh this thing i was just getting into i'll never be able to experience like the best version of it the way it was intended because this guy is no longer with us i just remember death was very defining like it was a very much for for at least the middle school uh era age like death was like all of a sudden all around us you know, in a way that like it really wasn't before between Garcia, Cobain, and I guess Selena. I will say for a TV junkie, by the way, if it, it's it seems that it's ER, Seinfeld, and Friends happening, we were oh, eating yeah. pretty fucking good. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, man, yeah. what a golden age. Yeah. I was golden also age. way golden. too young to be watching ER, but I wa- like we always watched ER. I watched yes. ER too. Mom all the Same. time. Like I was obsessed, obsessed with ER. And I mean, in a Same. large way, Seinfeld, I had, I had didn't know half of the shit they were talking about. Same. You know, but I've watched it every fucking week with my dad and, and then and friends obviously just you know Thursday nights I mean I at this point I have a full television schedule that I could recite to you I could tell you every night what comes on what where I'll be what I'm watching from like 6 p.m. to five for, not even from 4 p.m. to 11 p.m. I could tell you exactly what I was going to be watching that night like we were I was so keyed in to all of that another big one speaking of getting into late night because I think I was also just starting to get into late night TV and getting really obsessed with Letterman if not now then just after this Drew Barrymore flashing Letterman was such a big news story for that I don't year. remember this at all you like don't? wait what no oh, it was huge it was such a huge deal it was just so crazy because I know? also loved Letterman even at that time I was like a little old guy who He's like, the loved best. Letterman <laughs> um, oh man and we were always a Leno household I think we say this every time oh. Wow, I was always Such Letterman. Such a shock to me because you're I was so le- funny. I was, and, yeah, I know, yeah. right? I was on the well, Letterman. We weren't choosing. Like, it yeah, wasn't exactly. us that, that was, decided. That was a Linda choice or yeah. whatever. That was, yeah, yeah. No, but we it's, were, I remember that That was, um, yeah. What that did was, she do? Why did she, she just flashed him? She's just being a crazy guest and she just jumped up and flashed him. It just became this like weird uh, giant, moment in well, that also, year. This is the year of Mad Love, right? Wasn't it Mad Love the movie that hot, yes, the hot movie with Drew Barrymore and Chris O'Donnell and they, it's... Oh, right, because she's also one of the first like child stars that crossed over Manic in Fixie this Dream way. Girl. That this was the it. year of that, like between Elizabeth Berkley and and her, it was like a lot of like childhood stuff being shattered and kids, you know, people growing up and being like, I'm an adult, look at my tits, you know what I mean? And it was yeah. like a very jarring thing, like, because I'm, I'm still, I'm the catcher in the ride kind of situation. I'm trying to hold on to my childhood desperately and it's just being ripped from me at all ends. Uh, and I'm weird and horny too. I so. remember people were so <laughs> weird about Drew Barrymore. I think there really was like a. I mean, our, our I think our country still has like a 
really unsure relationship with how to deal with like children growing up in the public eye. I feel like, you know, Millie Bobby Brown is like a good example of this where people are like, ah, be a kid forever. I'm weirded out by you being an adult. But Drew Barrymore, I remember in the 90s, people just had all sorts of psychotic behavior around her. And I guess it was just because people were like, E.T., E.T., now she's sexy. You know, like I definitely remember people really fixating. Oh, yeah. Drew Barrymore, like. and we, and then we would get that later with um, Hermione, you know, and stuff like. Yeah, it's always this right. great. And now it's eleven. Bells and twins. And now it's eleven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but even to say you- that about Millie Bobby Brown because she's engaged now, and you have to think it's like she yeah. lived a very. She is only nineteen years old, but she has lived a very different life from the oh, age yeah. of like twelve than any of us lived. I imagine yeah. she probably. I'm still saying. I mean, it's very young. Don't get me wrong, but like. I imagine she's a different 19-year-old than I was at 19. Totally, Let's say totally. That. Yes. Right. Uh did did y'all fuck with pogs? I fucked <laughs> I hard with pogs. We were the right age for pogs. Oh, I think, that, I think man. 1987 can be best defined by the OJ Simpson slammer. I think if you wanted to just <laughs> bottle 1995 with <laughs> one item. Slammer. That define the whole thing. Is it really an O.J. Simpson slammer? Oh, yeah. There were all sorts of slammers. I mean, there was the, the pogs were so weird because you could put anything on a pog. There, there wasn't like a. I don't even know if there was like a one distributor of pogs, and it was like weirdly teaching gambling. Remember, it was like kind of edgy because you. you oh like my god, gambled. he's behind bars. In yeah, the yeah. Slammer. Oh god. Good it, lord, what a it, what a what a bloodthirsty country we are. Maybe I don't need to be proud of this, but I was always proud that I never fell for these fads growing up, like these big, like trendy that like yo-yos were in one year. I was like, fuck off, guys. I remember the yo- I told the story. I told the story on the show where my our uh, middle school principal came on the intercom and made everybody get out a pen and a paper and said, write down these letters as I say them. N-O-Y-O-Y-O. And then he said, no yo-yo. Wow. What a that, was, <laughs> that, was, no that, was, that was how he rolled out the no yo-yo policy. Oh, no yo-yo. <laughs> what a fun dude. Yeah, also, uh, yeah, thanks for shitting all over my smiles, bro. <laughs> no yo-yo. But yeah, it was a real, I mean, we still have, the, there was a year where it was silly bands and there was a year where it was fidget spinners and now it's poppets. Every kid, yep. still, we still have the little kid trends but there was something about the 90s again as we've talked about with our other 90s rewinds there was no there were microcultures but so much of it was monoculture, monoculture. that it was just like everybody's right. eating at McDonald's getting the happy meals the pogs are in the happy meals you know the it was the, the beanie babies are in the happy meals it was just oh, like yeah I mean it, everybody it, something had a way of per, like uh, saturating every aspect of culture everything right? we were all watching the same TV shows we were all watching the same movies we were all watching the same music videos and um, it 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 was really interesting with that, you know, I mean, and it, it, too, too big, another two, this is like such a crazy year for movies. And maybe that's just cause I had nothing better to do, but go see movies. You had Braveheart kicking off the summer, which was, I don't know about you guys. That was fucking everywhere when that yes, happened. It was everywhere. Definitely. And Definitely. then I also saw Waterworld in the movie theater, which was this weird, like the story of how something can bomb. And I think that was the first time I saw like a bomb in the movie theater. We something re- was, like, rewatched yeah. it not that long ago, man. And oh, it, how was it? It is 
bad. It's bad. Really? It's weird. It's, it, it's another it, movie it's that puts so you in a weird bad long. mood. It's so long, and it puts you in a weird bad mood. A lot of stuff came what? out around this time that just put you in a fucking just kind of an icky mood. Because grunge, man. Because the aesthetic yeah. was grimy and shitty. Seven, Twelve Monkeys, Tank Girl. Uh, you know, I mean, to to a better effect, but uh, Usual Suspects was incredible. But still, it was just the era of like just. Strange days, just not vibrant and fun, you know, like just none of it. This is the year of Outbreak and Congo, and I remember I used to call them the Monkey Movies. Monkey Madness, young (laughs) to watch either Outbreak or Congo, and I loved to watch them both. Oh my god! And another like naughty, naughty. It's forbidden. Species came out this this year. This is what I'm talking about. Made a horny horny horn for a horny boy. Yeah, this is my horn up to, we, but like confused horny like I'm like unsure about it I don't know I'm just receiving different signals but I don't really know you know like oh yeah well I don't even know what I like like I'm still figuring out what I like you know what I mean it's just like a weird I mean come on seventh grade has got to be the weirdest one of the weirdest times year. of your life oh you yeah know? 13 13 is just so weird you're just in between these two vibes you're still a kid and you're just super not and it's just a weird time to be alive when i was teaching seventh grade at that time there had just been data that came out in new york city that seventh graders are the is like was like the age that was like experienced the most like discipline uh you know the most uh suspensions the most expulsions and all that and i was like teaching a class and they were acting crazy and they i like told them i was like you guys know the seventh graders are the ones who like get in the most trouble in the city and this girl just like in in her like slouch pose from the stage just goes it's because of our hormones miss and I really feel like she really got it. She was right. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. You I was like, are, yeah. yeah, you're teeming with hormones and you don't know how to communicate properly because you don't understand them. Yep. That's yep. it in a nutshell. Yeah. Oh, man. So many weird stuff, though. This is one of the first big like pre before canceling was a thing. Someone getting canceled. But Hugh Grant goes on uh, The Tonight Show to uh, talk about his indiscretions with the uh, sex worker that he was caught with. I remember that was a crazy thing. Was the, was the controversy just that he was with the sex worker? Well, he was with Elizabeth Hurley. He was his his oh, he girlfriend was or fiance or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He was fully in a relationship, very public, a power couple, you know, him and Elizabeth Hurley. But it was though there was some racial stuff going on. I believe it was a person of color. And also, was it a trans person, too? I forget exactly, but it was at least a person. I believe it was a person of color, and he just became like a giant laughing stock. I remember that, and he had to like go on. and And this was like right when he was at the peak of his career. I mean, he was literally like could do. You know, he was just the hugest name, and especially romantic comedy, especially female gaze. He was like the number one for like what the ladies wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the set symbol of that. And then he all of a sudden just all came crumbling down uh, around him. Oh man, Road Rules season one. Yeah, this is such peak MTV. There was such Ooh. such good MTV. Such weird. It's so weird to think about. Yeah, like the 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 moral panic. Um, around Hugh Grant, like, right. Well, at the, there was, I feel like it was a time of a lot of moral panics because it was like, this oh, yeah. was, there was a lot of with road rage. It was like, are video games making people violent? Is MTV making 
teenagers mm-hmm. horn too horny. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Hugh Grant needs to like do this like really big apology to her for like seeing a sex worker. There was just it was a it was I think uh generally the the monoculture was so much more conservative, not like Republican conservative, but just like sexually, morally conservative. Well, yeah, right? we just talked about this with Paul Rubens and Sinead O'Connor. Yes, that was like totally. 91, 92, I believe. Um, yeah. So it was every year we had these big like moral outrage celebrity moments that happen, you know, that maybe even culminated with OJ. And then, and then I think probably if just a few years later culminated with, um, good old Monica Lewinsky. Right. Yeah. And that as well, cause this, uh, I was about to ask, this is Bill Clinton's. Yeah. Clinton years, is president. Right? And so I think there's yeah. like a big movement of like, you know, the moral majority, like Christian, right. It, were really ascendant. Well, in the 90s. And, and especially, you know, we've got, uh, Hallie, not Hallie Berry, Drew Barrymore flashing Letterman, like things are getting kind of loose and wild a little bit. Just a lot of panic around sexuality. Yes, a ton right. of it. And, hey, and hey, MTV. I had it too. And I had it too at that current time. A lot of panic. <laughs> yeah. Hold was ah, panicking about sexuality because ah, he was a seventh I'm grade boy. The nation panicking. was panicking about sexuality because Drew Barrymore's showing her tits and Hugh Grant's having sex with somebody who's not his wife. But a, a, a really good year for splashy news stories, a really good year for music. Um, pretty it's solid just, ad. Not for not really kids movies and kids stuff, but a, other than that, a really solid year for movies. I think that ninety five was just. I mean, I can't say like again. We set it up top. I'll say it again. You either you know love this, and this is something you wish we were was a better time, or you are very glad we don't live in that version of the Wild West. And I'm not talking about the Wild Wild West. That doesn't come until much later. But yep. um, thank you guys for going down memory lane with us today. This has been so much fun um, talking about my trauma. <laughs> it looks good <laughs> a little with you. Uh-uh. Remember that better. Than Ezra. Whoa! It was oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> it, it, was was not good. good. it was not good. <laughs> Thank you guys um, so much. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm, and you can come hang out with us in person if you wish, because we are going back on tour. The Release the Butthole Cut Tour could be coming to you. Go to lastpodcastnetwork.com for tickets today. Oh, yeah, dude. Also, uh, patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast weekly bonus episodes for just $5 a month for $10 a month. You can join us on our uh, on our uh, Thursday watch long every Thursday um, at around 8 p.m. ET. Uh, also, uh, send us those emails. Uh, page seven podcast at gmail.com. Celebrity conspiracies especially are very helpful for me to receive. And twitch.tv forward slash hold to nature's ho Monday through Friday, especially Friday when I stream with Jackie at 6 p.m. ET. Check us out on there, twitch.tv forward slash hold to nature's ho. MJ? My name is MJ, and I'm MJKLCat on Instagram. Have a go at everybody. Bye. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms 
and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.